0: chapter 19 and verse 6 Revelation chapter 19 and verse 6 Revelation 19 and verse 6 and I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God Omnipotent reigneth. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that you are the Lord God Omnipotent and we praise you that you reign, that you sit on the throne of heaven and earth and father we know that right now there's a great battle between kingdoms that the prince and the power of the air that worketh in the children of disobedience is hard at work because he knows his time is short but we know one day that Satan will be cast into hell. We know that you defeated him through your work, Lord Jesus, on the cross. But we know that forever and ever you will reign and you will rule. And what a privilege it is for each one of us to be your children, to be your servants, To be your redeemed ones thank you for giving us your precious blood that washes away our sin and makes us new creatures father we just pray that we would be blessed by the testimony of a man who lived his life for your glory and for your honor in Jesus name Amen have you ever heard the hallelujah chorus raise your hand if you've heard the hallelujah chorus raise your hand raise it up high if you've never heard the hallelujah chorus raise your hand you've never heard it probably by the end of the service you'll say no I've heard that I just didn't know what it was called (laughs) Um, on Friday night uh, our family um, and we took Miss Tiffany with us and not planned by, by our orchestration, but Brother Edward and Miss Liz, Liz Vaminda, um they also attended the Handel's Messiah at the Orpheum downtown Vancouver. And uh, it was a wonderful evening. Um, if, if you've been in the Orpheum before, raise your hand. Okay, men, men. Brother, Brother Petalizo, your life is too short. Take your wife to the Orpheum at least once. <laughs> It's a beautiful, beautiful building. They have concerts throughout the whole year, uh, mostly classical music concerts. And it's a beautiful place to go. Uh, Pastor Odom went on, on um, Friday night. I think it'll be his last uh, um, classical music adventure. Uh, but he went because he loved mama. He loves mama. And he went with us. And we got there. We got there about seven. And it wasn't over till ten thirty. It was um, the Handel's Messiah has fifty six songs in it, and it it does kind of go on and on and on. But they're, tr- but they were trying to tell the whole story of the Bible in fifty six songs, and they did a, a a marvelous, marvelous, marvelous job. And you want to you, you want to go home and look up on YouTube. Flash mobs, hallelujah chorus. I've seen these on 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 YouTube. It's amazing. Choirs going to food courts and malls and different places like that and just all of a sudden breaking out in the hallelujah chorus. It's pretty amazing. And then if you're if you've got a you've got a long gap between morning church and evening church, you could sit and listen to all of Handel's Messiah this afternoon if you'd like. You can find it on, on, on YouTube, and it, it's pretty amazing. I found some articles about the Hallelujah Course, or, not, or about Handel's Messiah, and our focus is not going to be on Handel this morning. Our focus is going to be on another gentleman uh, that you'll named Charles Jennens. Charles Jennings. It's not Charles Jennings' Messiah, it's Handel's Messiah. But the heart behind Handel's Messiah was Charles Jennings. And I believe there's some great biblical applications about this man's life that I'll bring out at the end of the sermon today. Hallelujah! The Lord God omnipotent reigneth. These triumphant words are used in the famous Hallelujah chorus from Handel's Messiah. That musical masterpiece that is traditionally performed at Christmas time. Year after year, people sing and listen to the timeless words of Handel's Messiah and admire the composer's genius in creating the magnificent music. However, many do not realize that the words of Messiah, the foundation on which Handel built his music, were not actually written or chosen by Handel. Behind his music lies the work of a man who is hardly remembered, Charles Jennings. Charles Jennings was born at the very beginning of the 1700s into a world where Baroque music, written by great men like Bach, Vivaldi, and Handel, was at its height. Charles was a wealthy English bachelor. A wealthy English bachelor. He used a lot of his money and time to explore the arts, particularly music. It is said that Jennings owned the first piano in England. Oh, the Knox Presbyterian Church has a beautiful grand piano. Just just throwing that in there. Um, It's a beautiful grand piano. Um, And by the end of his life, he had a valuable collection of music, including over 300 of Handel's manuscripts. Besides music, Jennings was also interested in literature and architecture. He published editions of Shakespeare's plays with footnotes and had a large collection of books. Known for his extravagance, he completely rebuilt Gospel Hall, his estate. That's what he called his estate, Gospel Hall. In the Palladian style, which was based on ancient Greek and Roman architecture. Besides being passionate about the arts, Jennings was also a devout Anglican. His work shows that he had a wonderful grasp of biblical truth and that he knew his Bible really well. His work. In 1735, Jennings began to write librettos, which are texts of operas and other long vocal works, and send them to Handel in the hopes that Handel would put music to them. Handel did, and Jennings became the librettist for several of Handel's operas and oratorios, including, of course, the Messiah. The Messiah is an oratorio, a long musical work How long, Pastor Odom? A long musical work. Written for orchestra and voices, Jennings used his deep biblical knowledge to find and put together verses from Scripture that tell the story of Christ in a powerful way. The Messiah is rich in theological truth, as well as promises that hold wonderful comfort and hope for Christians. Although the Messiah is about Jesus, Jennin chose most of the verses from the Old Testament, reminding us how relevant both testaments are to Christians even in the modern period. After the orchestral overture, the story begins with a single tenor singing "Comfort ye, comfort ye my people saith your God, speak ye comfortly to Jerusalem and cry unto her" that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned. Following about two hours of magnificent and moving music, the Messiah ends with a glorious choral piece in which the choir sings, Worthy is the lamb that was slain. It is said that one of Jenin's main reasons for compiling the Messiah was to refute deism. Deism is the idea that there is a God, but but that He has no interest in human lives. In contradiction to deistic beliefs, the Messiah tells the glorious story of God's redemption plan to save His people from the darkness of sin. If you haven't listened to the Messiah, I would highly recommend it. If you don't like classical singing, It would be worthwhile just to read through the texts that Jennings chose and arranged so carefully. It seems sad that a man who was so instrumental in creating the masterpiece should should get hardly any credit. He died in 1773, having left a lasting legacy, and yet he was forgotten. We call the Messiah Handel's Messiah, giving the composer all the credit. However, all this probably would not trouble humble Charles Jennings. He did not write for money or glory, giving his librettos to Handel as a gift and leaving them anonymous. Handel himself did not claim the credit for the Messiah, In a letter that he wrote to Jennings in 1742, he refers to the Messiah as your Messiah. In one sense, Handel was right in saying this, for without Jennings' work, Handel's music would have had little meaning. And yet, though Jennings had the wonderful knowledge and the passion to put together the words, the words themselves were not written by him. The words, the wonderful story, were written by the greatest author of all. Perhaps this is why Jennings did not push for fame in his work. Perhaps he was content simply to see God glorified. If you have a chance to listen to or read the Messiah this Christmas, remember the humble man who used his gifts to glorify His God. But don't let His work be wasted by thinking only of Him. Let the words fill you again, or perhaps for the first time, with wonder at the glorious majesty, love, and mercy of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Here's another article. It puts some more light onto Jenin's life. I would like to find a biography about him and and learn more. But uh, Robert Moeller writes, Though his work is almost universally known within the English-speaking world, Charles Jennings is virtually unknown. He was a brilliant libertist, a writer of texts, to be put to music by others. Born in the year 1700, Jennings inherited his, his father's vast estate and wealth. He attended Oxford University and became a gentleman scholar. He published a controversial interpretation of William Shakespeare and lived a life of extravagance and eccentricity. That could have been the end of his story, but it was not. His emergence as a brilliant libertist was driven by a sense of theological and spiritual urgency. Jennings was greatly concerned to confront the deism that was then spreading so quickly among the educated classes in England in the wake of the Enlightenment. Deism rejected the self-revelation of God in the Bible. The need of humanity for salvation. The deity of Christ. Christianity's message of salvation and any divine judgment to come. Deist rejected the very idea of a personal God who can be known, the intervention of God into human history, and all of the Bible's claims of miracles, prophecies, and divine promises. Jennings was determined to defend orthodox Christianity, and he was driven by two great impulses, a sense of the threat, to the spiritual health of the people, by the encroachments of deism and a profound sense of personal grief over the death of his own younger brother, Robert, who as a young student had committed suicide after falling into a deep depression. Robert's depression was rooted in his having fallen into deep doubt about his Christian commitment aided and abetted by correspondence with a professed diatist. Be careful who you listen to. Be careful who you read after. Be careful what you watch on YouTube. Some of it is poison. Some of it is poison. Jennings went to work on a great project he called Another Scripture Collection. On the 10th day of July, 1741, he wrote a friend stating, Handel says he will do nothing next winter, but I hope I shall persuade him to set another scripture collection I have made for him and and perform it for his own benefit in Passion Week. I hope he will lay out his whole genius and skill upon it, that the composition may excel all his former compositions as the subject, excels every other subject. The subject is Messiah. George Frederick Handel did agree to compose an oratorio based on Jenin's great scripture collection. He began composing on August 22nd, 1741, and completed the entire massive work in just 24 days of breathtaking intensity. Apparently, the music scores number like 250 pages. He did all of that in 24 days. Messiah was first performed in Dublin in 1742, and the work has been in continuous performance for over 281 years. Folks, wouldn't you, want, wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to do something that will last 281 years? Woo! That's amazing. Yeah, you, you know, guess what? I don't think LeBron James um, basketball hoops are going to last for 281 years. I don't think they're going to last that long. But this work of an eccentric English gentleman has lasted for 281 years. Jennings understood the Bible to reveal a comprehensive and unitary story of God's salvation of His people. The Bible is one continuous book. It all goes together. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful creation, the Word of God. It just unfolds in such concise and poetic and powerful words. Messiah is arranged into three great parts. The first presents the promise of salvation and focuses on the birth of Christ as the fulfillment of God's promise of a Messiah. The second part tells of the work of redemption and looks especially to the cross and the resurrection of Christ. The third part looks to the final consummation of God's purpose of salvation in the future. Every word of the oratorio comes from the Bible and is based mainly in the King James Version. The power of Handel's majestic composition is evident in the fact that most of us cannot hear many of these biblical texts without hearing also the refrains of Handel's greatest oratorio. In the last few minutes today, I just want to point out some things that we can learn from Charles... Jennings, some things we can learn from Charles Jennings. Number one, be passionate about spreading the gospel. Be passionate about spreading the gospel. It's the only thing that will last forever. The Word of God and the souls of men are the only things that will last forever. Number two, be passionate about defending the gospel. Like it says in Jude verse, uh, chapter, Jude, verse 3, it says, we should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered under the saints. If you're learning truth, contend for the truth. Be passionate about defending gospel truth. He was passionate at fighting against The deists and we need to be passionate for God's truth number three turn tragedy into opportunities to glorify God it was a tragedy what happened to his brother Robert but he turned it into an opportunity to glorify God Romans 8.28, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. We can also learn we are in a spiritual battle, and Satan seeks to destroy. John 10.10, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. You know, we're going to hear testimony tonight about how the devil wanted to destroy one of the people in this church. But how God reached down and rescued that that person in our church. And you know what? God's in the rescuing business. You're not too far down. If you're breathing, you can still be picked up by Jesus Christ and put on the right path. Isn't that a wonderful truth? One of the... Greatest verses in the Bible, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. What a victory we can have in Jesus. But folks, it's sober. The Bible wouldn't warn us, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Folks, don't play around with the devil. He will destroy And the Bible says in 1 John, there is a sin unto death. Your sin can destroy you, Christian. Don't play around with the grace of God. Don't play around with sin. Because sin will destroy. And the devil, he's the the orchestrator of it all. He, He loves it. And he's got a plan. He's got a plan for every one of us a plan of destruction. And Jesus, he has a plan of abundant life. His brother was destroyed by doubt. He said, doubt? He was destroyed by doubt. Sin always brings out the same... You say, alcohol can destroy you, but can doubt destroy you? Yeah, doubt can destroy you. Because sin always brings death. What else can we learn? Be creative in how you share the gospel. Be creative in how you share the gospel. It wasn't done this way before. He thought, if I can get Handel to use his gifts and take the gospel and have it expressed through Handel's gifts, I can impact the world for 281 years. He didn't know what kind of impact he would have. But he fought outside the box. And he impacted the world with the gospel. He was wealthy and Handel was famous and the Messiah was performed in theaters. And many people came to hear it that maybe never would have gone to a church. Pastor Tyler was playing basketball yesterday morning and he was witnessing to a Muslim young man? A Muslim young man. And he says, I'm curious about Christianity because I keep seeing things on TikTok. Hallelujah! Somebody is spreading the gospel. I've never looked at TikTok in my life. But I'm glad somebody's spreading the gospel on TikTok. And that's, I'm not promoting TikTok. But if, if it can be used for the glory of God, use it. Now, if you're, if you're a young man, I know TikTok is full of pornography and wickedness and immodesty. Anybody agree with that? Is that true, Vince? Okay. I, wouldn't think, I, I don't think you need a TikTok account to be a good evangelist. But it wouldn't be a bad idea maybe if Metro got a TikTok account To spread the gospel? I don't know. He thought outside the box. Folks, let's use our imaginations and be guided by the Spirit of God and see how God can use us to advance the gospel. What else can we learn? We can learn that God can greatly use your singleness. Charles Jennings never got married. But it sounds like he had a very fulfilling life studying the arts and advancing the gospel. He had he had so much money he never had to work a real job. There are people with that much money. But it doesn't sound like he sat around and did nothing. He sound like it sounds like he lived his life with purpose. And and folks. Most of the New Testament is written, God used a single man to write it. Don't underestimate how God can use your life. You're not second class if you never get married. The Bible says in in Matthew 19, 12, there are some eunuchs which were so born from their mother's womb. And there are some eunuchs which were made eunuchs of men. Daniel was a eunuch against his own will. And there be eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He that is able to receive it, let him receive it. Now Charles Jennings was filthy rich. Do you think he could have got a wife? I think there probably could have been a lineup of women in England going, you know, he's not too handsome, but he's rich. I'll marry him. Has there ever been a woman that married a man for money? Yeah. So I'm sure he could have got married if he wanted to. But he devoted his life to other things. And that's okay. If God has given you that inclination. Be willing to enlist others with greater talents than you. To accomplish your vision. You know, one of the worst things Charles Jennings could have done was think, I'm a music critic. I listen to music. I've got a little bit of musical talent. I will take my arrangement of scriptures and I will put the music to it. He knew he didn't have the talent of Handel, And he knew how important the message he wanted to communicate so he enlisted the best and folks we we got to realize we got to we got to we got to have a good understanding of our limitations you know one thing i love about the john 316 story it would be it would be impossible for me to do it cuz i don't have the skills i don't have the talents but I'm so grateful God's putting people around us, in us, in this that have the talents. Because it's a great purpose to share the gospel message in this world. It's a great purpose. But I know I can't do it. I know I can't do it. This, Charles Jennings knew he couldn't write the music. And he used his influence, he probably used his money, I bet you he sent Handel lots of gifts. It doesn't say it. But he's filthy rich. And he wants Handel to do his writing. I don't, you know. In this day and age, I'd be sending him, you know, DoorDash every day with a little note. Handel, have you got around to that? Have you got around to that piece of music yet? Oh. Handel opens the door. Oh, a new piano. The second piano in England is now my piano. I don't know if he did that. But he could have. He enlisted people with greater talents than himself to accomplish great things for God. And then lastly, he lived to glorify God, not himself. He wrote these things. He put these things together anonymously you ever heard the saying, it is amazing what God will do when we don't care who gets the credit. Isn't that a beautiful thing? It's amazing what God will do when we don't care who gets the credit. And I believe that's how Charles Jennings led his life. Folks, I believe that needs to be the heart of Metro Baptist Church. You know, often I enjoy passing out John 3.16 literature. I I enjoy passing it out because it doesn't advertise Metro Baptist Church. It's not a ploy to get someone into our building so we can get their money. It's just sharing the gospel. Now I have seen it's it's kind of impractical as well. Um, the last few months we didn't know where we were going to be really, and so we haven't had any we haven't had any literature with the name of Metro Baptist Church on it. Last week when I was out door knocking, three people asked me where the church was and I'm getting a pen out and trying to write on a John 3.16 flyer where the church is, you know. So there has to be a balance, okay? But if our heart, folks, our, if our heart is, let's make much of Jesus. Let's make much of the gospel. Let's make a little bit about ourselves. I think that's something that will last forever. And folks, anytime you work with the word of God, with the right heart, guess what? You will do something that will last forever. You will last forever. He took his money, he took his talents, he took his wealth, and he used it to advance the kingdom of God. That's one thing we've got to learn and do well. It's not just learning how to budget. It's not just learning how to... uh, Invest and save, but it's learning how to invest what we have in something that will last forever. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting? It is. Let's have a word of prayer. It's very late, so um, we're going to stand actually. We're going to stand and we're going to listen to the Hallelujah chorus. And then we're walking out of here, okay? We can't, end, we can't end it. You say, why are we standing? Every time, for 281 years, in every venue, when they get to the Hallelujah Chorus, everybody stands up. And so we're going to listen to it. I'm going to pray. We're going to pray right now. We're going to listen to the Hallelujah Chorus. And then we're going to walk out of here, okay? Father, You are the Lord God omnipotent that reigneth. And I'm so thankful that you allowed Charles Jennings to be part of your great work. Thank you for letting us be part of your great work. May we truly worship you as we listen to the Hallelujah Chorus. In Jesus' name, Amen.